Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of CS3 Mesh for YOSC podcast. It wasn't long ago that we had our third episode, but this doesn't mean that we don't have interesting topics to talk about data sharing and synchronization through the Science Mesh. So, so far we had three episodes. Each one was focused on a different functionality of the Science Mesh. So the first episode was data science environments, where we had Marcin. Then we had open data systems with Guido Aben. And the third one, we had Ron, where we talked about the on-demand data transfers. But today we are going to chat about the, collabor the collaborative documents, which is a functionality that allows you to simultaneously edit documents, comment on documents, etc., in a safe European cloud environment. So you may ask who is the lucky guy with us today? <laughs> today, I'm happy to introduce you Holger Hanegement from University of Munster, where he leads the e-science infra infrastructure group, where he's responsible for high performance computing systems and synchronization and sharing services. And also Holger has been in charge of creating the collaborative documents data service within the Science Mesh. So, Let's now talk to Holger. Hi, Holger. First of all, very important to say, I have to thank you for being with us today to talk about the collaborative documents of the Science Mesh. We are really happy to have you uh, with us today. So let's start with the basics. Can you explain to us what is the collaborative documents within the Science Mesh? What is this service? Hi, Rita. Yeah. Thank you, kind <laughs> introduction, and um, I'm glad to be here. So let me explain a bit what this is all about. Mm -hmm. um, collaborative documents is uh, part of Science Mesh, and it's a service for um, document editing with different formats. The most prominent thing probably is the Office integration. And imagine Google Docs. You have um, a sync and share service with your documents in there and you click on a docx document and it opens in an editor. And this is mm -hmm. basically what um, it is about. Um, you can uh, edit documents in your web browser, but um, the Science Mesh brings um, also the possibility to do this together with your peers. So um, okay. even if they are using different sync and share services from different countries even, then you can, uh, with Science Mesh, uh, work on those uh, documents together at the same time. Okay. Um, as I said, uh, the main format uh, we are supporting is uh, the Office documents. There are even two products supporting them. One is only Office, that is mm -hmm. an editor for MS Office-like uh, documents. And then we have uh, the Collabora suite, that's for um, the open document format, like LibreOffice Online, let's say. Mm -hmm. But there are also other document types we are supporting. Which there, ones? There is a simple document type that's called Markdown, and mm -hmm. it's more like a note-taking tool. Um, you can write uh, also documentation there. And um, the big advantage of Markdown is that it's really easy to write. And with uh, written um, statements, you can um, 
um, modify the formatting of the documents so to create um, or highlight uh, something it's not necessary to move the mouse but you can do everything with the keyboard just to write the right statements um, mm -hmm. and as you can think uh, this is more used in um, yeah the from by the technical guys okay okay and last but not least um uh, regarding our current candidates um there is overleaf we are trying to implement and that's a latex editor latex is um if you are not knowing this a bit similar to markdown in the sense that they are both um using the what you type is what you get approach so in contrast to ms word for example which is using what you see is what you get in Markdown and LaTeX, <clears throat> you have written statements that influence the formatting. And mm -hmm. um, this um, has a big advantage of um, yeah, not creating surprises when it comes to moving around pictures, for example, in your document. Mm -hmm. I am not uh, for myself the most experienced person when it comes to edit uh, Office documents, but um, mm -hmm. with LaTeX, uh, I don't uh, have to care about broken documents that I have to recover somehow. <laughs> so in the sense, I really like LaTeX. And um, for the technical community, LaTeX has the very big advantage that it's rather easy to write formulas there. So if you are from mathematics, natural sciences, like physics, uh, physics then that is probably um, the document mm -hmm. format of your choice. Okay, I see. So. Hmm. If I understand, if I understood correctly, so collaborative, collaborative documents it's uh, a service on the size mesh where people can collaborate can edit the documents um, online, you know, with others. So this basically it's kind of if 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 I may uh, just uh, to for uh, for those who are listening to us who are not technical people, let's say. So collaborative documents, you have within this category some services like only Office and Clorabora, which kind of, it's like when people, what people already do today uh, with, let me use a world, a very well-known platform is like kind of a Google Drive, right? Where people have the Google Docs, the Google Sheets, which is, let's say, a Word and an Excel, but online. And now with the Science Mesh, people can do these things, but using other, um, um, other programs like, like the OnlyOffice, the Collabora, and also the other ones you mentioned, like the, uh, the Latex, right, the, the, and the Markdown, if he, um, if understood correctly. Uh, which right is this holger mm -hmm. yeah okay so um let's say okay so i i see the benefits for example uh we have the science mesh with collaborative documents where we have the only office collabora mark downline and and only leaf uh, uh, latex and then on the other side we like as a competitor, let's say, uh, we have this Google Drive where there is Google Docs and Google Sheets. Both of them, like 
the technologies from the Science Match, the technologies from the Google Drive, both of them allow online editing. My question is, you may say, okay, in the Science Match, we have these platforms which that have these benefits, as you mentioned, uh, Markdown is easier to use from technical people and also Latex from OnlyLeaf, etc. But let's assume that uh, Google has already those three ones we mentioned, Google Docs, Sheets, and, and the PowerPoint, right? But let's assume Google also decides to integrate within Google Drive the same technologies provided by others, like the Collabora and, and all the Office, decides to integrate also those technologies within the Google Drive. My question is, why people, considering that we have the same tools but available in different platforms, why me as a user should use the technologies that are hosted within the Science Mesh and not the same technologies that are hosted within the Google Drive, for example? Mm -hmm. um, what is the competitive advantage to go towards the Science Mesh and not Google Drive, for example? Yeah. Well, um, maybe uh, the most prominent advantage is not of a technical nature, since Google Drive is, to be honest, a very powerful and well-developed platform. Mm -hmm. But um, our main advantage is data privacy. In Google Drive, ah, uh, this is a cloud the privacy. Platform. Yes. And um, uh, why? for, let's say, universities and research institutions, it's rather important to yeah, own your own data. Um, and uh, yeah, think of you want to monetize uh, something in the end uh, when you have researched something that's mm -hmm. probably rather important for engineers. Um, when you store your data at Google, um, I, for myself, I'm not sure what they are allowed to do, but let's say you are using the non-paid version of Google Drive that everyone is capable of using. Um, as far as I know, Google is using your pictures, for example, to train their AI and do whatever they want with this. Because to be honest, who does read their terms of service? Do you really know what Google is allowed to do with their data? <laughs> I am not. So I'm using our own platform where I know mm. that data is in good hands. And um, there is also something that is called a vendor lock-in. So if Google decides just to turn down their platform, you are lost with uh, yeah, your data in their hands. And um, if the data is stored at your university or research institution, they will um, still provide you with your data if, um, yeah. So they won't shut down the service. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. And yeah, therefore, I think data privacy and um, avoiding vendor lock-ins is rather important. From the technical standpoint, we have also additional features that are not part of collaborative documents, but part of mm -hmm. the whole platform. But from my understanding, um, the main advantage really is to be GDPR compliant and yeah, uh, keep control over your own data. Um, to summarize this, there is a saying um, mm. that um, if the product is for free, you are the product. So Google is <laughs> earning money and they will earn their money. And if you not pay for the product, they will find another way. Uh, okay. And in fact, since you are talking about this, Hober, 
I also not very sure about this, but I remember that there there are some kind of um, situations where when you use um, I'm not saying Google, but other social like for example social media platforms like pictures and data that you put there, that kind of if you go if you read carefully the data privacy of those platforms, there's kind of a, a, a like those small letters that say something that those platforms also will have some kind of ownership or the right to use whatever you put there for other purposes. And this is about all data privacy. And this, this happens because, you know, maybe those services, um, uh, the, like, how can I say, the data privacy um, uh, practices they have, they are not GDPR compliant. Uh, which is, you know, everyone knows uh, GDPR. This is a European uh, European regulation that was established some years ago to ensure mm. the users, the data owners, kind of still own the data, whatever uh, they put and so on. And the thing is that you are raising. So when you say the Science Mesh has better data privacy compared, for example, to Google, it's a within the Science Mesh, the user knows where the data is hosted and the user can control where, who has access to the data, access to its own data. And he's sure that his data is not used for other purposes, which are kind of hidden. Is that so? Yes, I think that's true. And you can say in that way. So yeah, there are no hidden surprises in our services. Yeah, in fact, this is a serious deal uh, because if, well, if people would be aware of this and, you know, uh, are kind, how can I say, if they are kind of protective with the data they own and they don't want their data to be used by anyone else. So for sure, uh, if they be aware of this, they would look for other market solutions where they can have the exact same features as those like say bigger corporate service providers provide but without compromising the data privacy of the data they own so this so this is a very important competitive advantage and value proposition within the science mesh compared to already is available out there right so maybe there is no there is no platform out there that brings together all these services for for collaborative editing but at the same time ensuring that they are gdpr compliant Mm-hmm. Probably. Is he, is this correct? Yes. Okay, interesting. This is this is a brand new light in this I, I, I have to say. <laughs> this is a brand new, this is something like uh there is a saying that sometimes people don't know what they want till people tell them. And maybe <laughs> right, and maybe this is something people are not aware, but if someone says like us. The science mesh people uh, say, "Hey guys, we provide this feature, but we we ensure the data privacy. Whatever you put there, people will say, ah, I want that. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Well, the value proposition of the science mesh when we focus on the collaborative document services. Another question is, 
Okay, let's focus now on let's focus now on the on the office on Clorabora and uh, futurely you are working on market and so on. So these are technologies that were already available in the market, and at least all the office in Clorabora are already part of the science mesh. My question is, why these technologies are happy to be part of the science mesh? And why am I asking this? Because these technologies were already providing their own service to clients, right? They did not need the science mesh before. So why they were happy or were not against to be integrated within the science mesh? I suppose there were some advantages, otherwise they would not accept this. Mm -hmm. uh, well, um, only Office and Collabora I think offer their own platforms where you can use their products. But the big advantage is that they can be integrated in the sync and share services uh, mm -hmm. provided by universities and research institutions. So um, now the service comes to the data and um, that makes it easy to just um, yeah use those products where you already work. Mm -hmm. So it's um, a crucial um, part of um, our solutions that needs to be there, I think. And mm -hmm. um, therefore, it's of big advantage to the end user um, that, um, yeah, they are integrated in the solution. You don't want to move your data back and forth just to use it okay. as a user. So this, from my understanding, has really to be tightly integrated into the solution. Okay. Okay. I see. Okay. I see. I see the benefit there. And you know, <laughs> I'm also seeking. Okay. So the collaborative documents is kind of open to to different technologies that, if they want to be part of the mesh, I would say the science mesh would be open to discuss that. Uh, I'm seeking. So would be you know. In, if I may, I'm going. I'm going back to Google because it's something that you know everyone uh, knows. The mm -hmm. Google Drive and this. Do you think that like we have collaborate only Office? They said we are happy to join the Science Mesh. Do you think Google would be uh, also interested to make the Google Docs, the Google Sheets? So the services they provide for for online collaborative editing. Do you think there will be in the future, interested to integrate these these services within the science mesh? Well, that is really a tough question. So predicting what Google <laughs> do. <laughs> in fact, uh, they given the chance to join science mesh. So on the one hand, um, they yeah they have the difference uh, of let's say data privacy, but in yeah, this exactly <laughs> case. Um, yeah. Yeah, that might not play a crucial role since uh, if they would join Science Mesh, then you would be able to share data from our solution to Google and data could reside in our services. Mm -hmm. So I think that wouldn't be um, a really big problem. But um, Google then would to open up their platform for our connectors and um, interfaces. Yeah. I really don't know if they would want to do this from a probably technical not. standpoint, <laughs> they probably could. But mm -hmm. uh, since they don't have an open product and Google Drive is not open source, so I mean yeah. the software itself, 
we cannot say what they are using inside at least i can't and yeah sure it's really hard to judge if they would do but assuming that they had the technical possibility mm -hmm. they would ask themselves how could i earn most money is, is it fact. better to open up and maybe um, enable it users that want to use the science mesh to also use Google Drive or would mm -hmm. they fear to lose customers to uh, science mesh because they open up? Oh, I think the answer on that question would uh, probably be uh, the most important one. Yeah, of course. Um, well, the thing is, Google, I know we are here speculating, right? So we cannot yeah, speak we uh, for uh, for them. But yeah, the data privacy point you mentioned, because as you said very well, if the service is provided without a price, like paying, so the product is the user. So and in this case, if they join the science mesh, because of all that data privacy that you say the science mesh has and guarantees to the user, so maybe the Google could not use users through the science mesh has products whatever they do with information but uh, yeah okay this is again just speculating we did not talk uh with them so but yeah it's a it's an interesting to see how like how things work okay so let's stop talking about google let's mm -hmm. leave them on on the corner okay aside and now let's focus now on the science mesh the thing is i'm aware that there is this uh, uh, organization called Rise SMA, which develops solutions for, uh, let's say, um, contem contemporary challenges for social media analytics. The thing is, how has the science mesh has been useful to Rise SMA? Because I'm aware they have been like they have been doing stuff already or exploring stuff within the science mesh. Mm -hmm. Um, let me first give a small introduction into RISE SMA and uh, oh, yeah, what sure. uh, is um, the critical part here. Mm -hmm. I think RISE SMA is a joint project of uh, different universities that are distributed all around the globe. Mm -hmm. And finding a platform where they can collaborate is a hard task for them because, um, yeah, they cannot just use um, the platform offered by a single university since they mm -hmm. don't have accounts there. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, one possibility for them is to use, in fact, Google Drive. But since we didn't want to talk about Google anymore, let's see what <laughs> they can do with um, uh, Science Mesh. And well, feel free to use it if you want to. I just didn't want to make more questions focus on it. But if necessary, please, I give you permission. <laughs> no, no, I would rather use not talk about Google anymore <laughs> okay. and uh, focus on Science Mesh. So um, the thing is, they are distributed to different countries. And mm -hmm. um, at least I know that for some of their researchers, uh, their home institutions already are offering sync and share services uh, where they can host the data. And bringing those sync and share services like Skiboard, that is uh, the one that we are offering in Münster, or SurfDrive, that is offered for researchers in Amsterdam. And there are researchers from RISE SMA working in both cities. Mm -hmm. With Science Mesh, they can use their normal home accounts in their sync and share service, uses as they are used to, and collaborate with each other. So imagine um, you have a researcher sitting in Münster collaborating with another researcher in Amsterdam. And they okay. have a, a document where they are writing their publication that what 
basically every researcher is doing at the mm -hmm. end of their project. And they want to collaborate on uh, writing that document. So then imagine they have kind of office document and want to use um, only office for that. Only office is part of um, our sync and share service in Münster, okay. uh, also currently. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, at the moment in Amsterdam, they are offering Collabora. And okay. at least not yet only office. For some mm -hmm. reasons, not every platform is uh, offering both solutions. But nevertheless, um, without Science Mesh, if they would click on that document in uh, their own research drive, then mm -hmm. uh, in Münster it would open up with only Office because that's what we are offering here. In Amsterdam, it would open up with Collabora. And you already can imagine that this ends up in a mess because when you open the same document with different editors, it simply won't work. They are not aware of each other. And this is where Science Mesh comes in. With Science Mesh is uh, mm -hmm. possible when you have a shared document to use the same editor, the very same. So um, when the researcher from Münster would share the document with the Amsterdam uh, person and mm -hmm. they both then click on the document, in uh, both um, um, scenarios, it would open up with Münster's only office since it's hosted. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then they are using the same editor and don't uh, have to deal about uh, where to save it and when someone has to edit it. So the synchronization is done in the background via, via Science Mesh. And uh, yeah, then they have a rather frictionless solution for editing their stuff. And um, if um, more um, people working in Rice SMA have home institutions that are part of Science Mesh, then they can also use this collaboration or they use guest accounts at those, those institutions that are already offering Science Mesh integrated services. Okay. Yeah, I see. Okay, I understand. The, um, let's say I can understand the the rising a use case, let's say, uh, where which like it's it's an example where like they they need in this case it's not very technological as 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 people may think they just need to go add collaborative edited stuff which you know and 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 for this a science mesh can actually can for sure uh, is giving a hand while at the same time guaranteeing data privacy and security of the data they they are dealing with. Okay, thanks. And wow, time is running. Okay, so maybe we should um, close this with one last question, Holder, which I'm a very curious person and, for mm -hmm. cause, and also our listeners for sure uh, are curious as well. So. I'd like to know this. So you are working on the collaborative documents, right? To to make that service available uh, to to others. The question is, uh, what are you working at the moment, and what will be the next major release or the next major step within the collaborative documents development timeline? Mm -hmm. Um, I try to keep it short so that we do not <laughs> run out of time. Um, so let's say the most important thing for us at the moment is to bring everything online and integrated in the front end. Um, and uh, apart from that, still some of the editors I just mentioned, like Overleaf and um, the mm -hmm. Markdown editor, 
are not yet fully integrated. So this is okay. where we are currently working on. Overleaf is quite a big deal to be integrated. So this um, still gives us um, yeah enough work to do. But um, apart from that, we are already thinking of integrating um, different products. There is a graphical editor for, um, yeah, making sketches like diagrams uh, that's called Excalibur ah, uh, ah. that would come in handy if you want to create a drawing in your sync and share service and do this with other people together mm -hmm. there's a tool called etherpad um, this might be known to many people it's um, very easy to use note-taking tool um, the most important use case I'm aware of for Etherpad is that when you have a conference, be it offline or online, mm -hmm. and you want to have uh, people to take notes, not only a single person, but everyone, then you need a collaborative editor that is um, rather easy to use. And Etherpad mm -hmm. is mostly used because it's online integrated. You can use this in your browser and then uh, everyone uh, who has the link can edit the documents. And uh, if we would hmm. integrate this in Science Mesh, the data would be stored in your sync and share service so um, that you do not have to copy it back and forth afterward. And mm -hmm. yeah, that is also something on our roadmap. Okay, I see. So more interesting and cool tools that are in your pipeline to integrate within the Science Mesh. I really like the Excalibur one, the virtual collaborative whiteboard to sketch diagrams. That will be very handy for sure. Okay, Holger, I think it's time to close this. Um, so thank you very much for spending uh, time with us and to, to explain the advantages of the collaborative documents from the Science Mesh compared to, compared to what exists in the market, right? Because the thing is, we are so used to edit documents through, again, that Google, no, the, the tools provided by Google, that now... Uh, like we, those who are listening and who are following uh, the development of the Science Mesh now are aware that the, they can do exactly the same with other tools, more tools than those classic uh, three we, we mentioned. And this is kind of a game changer, right? Because, um, and uh, uh, because it's a game changer for like we have more variety, but also the parts of the data privacy uh, you just mentioned with the science mess, the, the, the higher, the privacy levels are much higher compared to others uh, comparable solutions that are available out there and mostly outside of Europe. So Holger, thanks again for this time with us. Good luck with the work we are leading and uh, let's keep in touch in the next days. Yeah, thank you too. You're welcome. You can listen to our previous podcast episodes and follow both the CS3 Mesh for Yosk and the Science Mesh developments on cs3mesh4yosk.eu and we invite you to follow us on social media. Thank you for listening and see you next time.